Well, the merger is off between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is great to be here with you on what is another busy news week uh, in the Big 12 Conference. So this news came down on Monday night. Monday night, the news comes down that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 merger talks are officially over. And it came from ESPN's Pete Thamel. Here's what Pete Thamel reported. He reported that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 had discussed extensively the possibility of a merger the last two weeks. And he adds officials from the Big 12 told Pac-12 officials on Monday that they are no longer interested in exploring the partnership. Big 12 sources added that the revenue was the major hangup as any merger with the remaining 10 Pac-12 teams would not bring additional revenue to the table. Uh, and that's the right move. The Big 12 is in the position of strength here. Let's be very clear. The Big 12, let me repeat it for those who don't want to listen. The Big 12 is in the position of strength. They do not need the Pac-12 they would like to add some of the Pac-12 teams. I think there's value in the Arizona schools. I think there's value in Colorado. There's certainly value in Oregon and Washington. Is there value in Oregon State and Washington State? No, there just isn't. They can go to the Mountain West for all I care. And that's I got nothing against them. I'm just being completely transparent on where the value is. The Pac-12 needs the Big 12 more than the Big 12 needs the Pac-12 right now. That's the reality. So the two sides had multiple Zoom calls in recent days to discuss a merger prior to the recent breakdown. And the Pac-12 had multiple options on the table for the Big 12. They reportedly were interested in uh, pooling rights, TV rights, a scheduling concept, which has also been reportedly discussed with the ACC, or a full merger, with the last option being the only one that could have driven value for the Big 12 due to the scope and the size of the league, which would have theoretically have ballooned the Big 12 or whatever it would have been called to 22 teams. Ultimately, after the meetings over the weekend, the Big 12 decided that pursuing the merger was not of value to the conference. And that's a great place to be. Now, that doesn't mean the Big 12 should not look at expansion. I still believe that it should, and I'll explain why coming up. But what it means is that you don't merge with somebody when you're not the one getting bailed out, all right? If there's not an obvious reason for you to merge and you're the one with the upper hand, then you don't merge. Then what you do is you just basically take the teams from the league that you want. And there's a lot of rumblings that the Arizona schools, they would go to the Pac-12, or excuse me, they would go to the Big 12 tomorrow. But they're trying to play nice with the Pac-12 here and basically explain to the Pac-12, like, okay, we're willing to hang out a little bit here. We're willing to see what this is all about, and we're willing to give you some time. We want to be loyal. But uh, at some point, those teams are going to get antsy. The program's going to get antsy, and they're going to want to make a move that's in their best interest. And that's the thing about conference realignment. You don't want to be the last man standing. You don't want to be the one that is left at the party. That's the big concern. And let's also just call it like it is. 
If any of these Pac-12 teams deflect and leave for the Big 12, it's over for the Pac-12. It takes one school to move. One, really. If Colorado says we're going back, the dominoes start to fall. All right, the whole thing collapses like a house of cards. And right now, that's what the Pac-12 is, a house of cards. There's talks about a TV deal for the Pac-12 looking at somewhere around $25 million a year per team. Maybe there's some legs to that. But, uh, you know, is Oregon going to sign that deal when the Big Ten teams are going to be getting $100 million per year? We know the Big 12 is not going to pay out that kind of money. But the Big 12, I believe, is going to be in that 50 to $60 million range when all is said and done with a new contract. Yes, the SEC and the Big Ten will be pushing 100 mil, if not a little more. But, you know, the Big 12 and all the Big 12 teams can run very good and very successful programs with 50 to $60 million in TV revenues, and that would not necessarily include the Tier 3 rights. So it could be another 5 to $10 million on top of that. Like, the Big 12 is in a strong position. The Big 12 can't be crying poor. If the Pac-12 is only going to get $25 million bucks per team, a quarter of what the top two leagues are going to get, then that's a nearly impossible spot to compete at. You can have all the Phil Knight money in the world, but you're talking about a $75 million gap between what you're going to be operating under and what the other schools in the Big Ten and SEC are going to be operating under. That that sets you back in a big way, in a big, big way. So if that's all ESPN's got on the table then you know what? If you're Arizona, at some point, the loyalty's got to end. At some point, you got to say, okay, I can get 25 if I stay. If I can get 50 to 60 if I leave, I'm out. And Oregon and Washington, they don't know what they're doing. They still think they're getting an SEC or a Big Ten invite, and there's no evidence to suggest it's going to happen anytime soon or at all, or at all. What it feels like with Oregon and Washington is it feels like they are the two teams. They're like, you know, solid seven and a halfs or eights. And they're waiting to be asked out by the 10. They're waiting to be asked to the dance by the 10. And the reality is the 10 is not going to ask them out. I mean, they're a solid seven or eight. But the 10 is not interested in the seven or eight. And you see what I'm doing here, right? You're following my analogy? I know you are. I'm just making it clear in case you need a little more help with this analogy. The 10 is not interested in the 7 or 8. And if you're a 7 or an 8, and maybe you're a 3 or a 4 and wish you were a 7 or an 8, but if you're a 7 or an 8 and you're waiting around for a 10, uh, you're going to be waiting a long time. And that's what Oregon and Washington are doing. The Big 12 right now could be in a very good spot and could get to the point where it's got uh, 16, 18 teams and is clearly the third of the power conferences. It's not going to be the Big 10 or the SEC. I have never thought it would be. I have never BSed you guys into suggesting that it would be. But all I'm saying is, uh, from the standpoint of the Big 12, they can still expand but then just kill off the Pac-12. And for the first time uh, ever, the Big 12 is obviously working from a position of power, which feels nice for those of us who are Big 12 fans. So that's where we're at right now uh, after this report from Pete Thamel. And I do find it very interesting that the Pete Thamel report uh, 
is ESPN. In case you are wondering who runs college football, it's the TV networks. It's ESPN. They're the ones who are running the show here. You think it's just a coincidence that an ESPN reporter is the one who broke the news on Monday night that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are no longer talking about a merger and basically trashing the Pac-12 in the process, that can very well be insinuated that ESPN is trying to send a message to the Pac-12. Take this deal from us at 25 mil per year, and if not, just get out of the way. And and your conference is done, it's over, it's going to be blown up, and everybody's moving on. That's not a coincidence. I promise you that is not a coincidence. So we'll keep an eye on this. If I'm the Big 12, I'm still doing what I've suggested doing for quite some time, which is look at the Arizona schools, Colorado, bring them back to the Big 12, and then also I'd look at Utah to partner with BYU. I know there's beef there, but if Utah's smart and Utah's built up a great program under Kyle Whittingham, if they're smart and they can put whatever their hatred is for BYU aside and do the right thing for their program and their fan base, they'll accept an invite to the Big 12 as the four corner schools. The two Arizona schools, uh, Utah and Colorado. And then the Big 12 has a monster product, well-branded, East Coast, almost all the way to the West Coast, multiple time zones, multiple TV slots to fill. It's in a very good place at that point. It's in a position of power. It's not the SEC or the Big 10, but it is in a great place moving forward, and it is the clear number three league in America at that point in time. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly. Part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Thank you for joining us. Uh, If you're on the podcast, be sure to leave a rating and a review because that's how you get a free Heartland College Sports koozie by leaving a rating and a review and sending me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, so uh, I'm giving away these koozies. I'm sending them to you directly in the mail. Put them in there myself. I got a brand new order of 250 koozies to send out. Uh, They're not going to all go today, but get on it now. And it's a great way to, you know, uh, help us build this show. And that's how we get the top Big 12 podcast in America. Thanks to you guys. No big marketing arm behind us. It's you. It's grassroots. And that's why we love you guys. So on the uh, realignment TV front, here's something else that came down this week. The Big 12 has been linked in a potential TV deal with Notre Dame and NBC. And I love this. I've said for a long time, I believe the Big 12 should get out of the business of partnering with ESPN. All right? There's no reason to be partnering with ESPN. They hate you. They are obsessed with the SEC. They are going to be obsessed with the Big 10 at uh, at. ESPN and Fox. You're always going to be playing second or third fiddle. So find somebody who's going to promote you. And don't think you need ESPN anymore. It is not 2006. People don't watch SportsCenter. People don't care about their talking head shows. They don't watch them. Okay, they watch College Game Day. But if NBC, if CBS, if Amazon want to get in the mix here, have the conversation. 
All right, so here's the new report from uh, CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd. Notre Dame is seeking a media rights deal that would be worth $75 million annually after their current deal expires in 2025. The deal would allow the Irish to stay independent and would keep the majority of their content exclusively to NBC. Also of note, the Big 12 could play a role in all this, all right? Here's the deal. The Big 12 could play a pivotal role in whether or not Notre Dame sees that deal get done. Notre Dame is seeking shoulder programming to strengthen its college football coverage and would like to do so before signing off on a deal of that magnitude with the Irish. Uh, Basically, filling their other spots with Big 10 games, with Big 12 games, excuse me. That's the thought there when it comes to the future of the Big 12 working hand-in-hand with Notre Dame and NBC. All right, so if this is something that could work, if this is something that NBC is going to promote, then I'm all on board with it. Now, I don't know if, if NBC has enough channels to make this work. The reason I brought up CBS is because, uh, you know, they've got CBS, CBS Sports Network, Paramount. They've got a lot of those channels that they could operate with, all right? Um, NBC, you look at them, and they've got NBC. They do have, I think, is NBC Sports Network still a thing? Let me look that up real quick. I don't know if NBC Sports Network still exists. Yeah, I don't think it does. I don't think NBC Sports Network is still a thing. Yeah, it's over. NBC will shut down its NBC Sports Network by the end of 2021. It never really got off the ground like they thought it was going to get off the ground. So without that, where else are you going to put games? Like, they own MSNBC, they own CNBC, they own E, they own Bravo. You're going to put them all on Peacock? Or are you just going to have NBC on a Saturday have Notre Dame and then a bunch of Big 12 games? But you can't fit that many, you know? I mean, if you start games at 11 o'clock Central Time, let's say uh, you got Notre Dame on either at 2.30 in the afternoon Central Time or 6 or 7 p.m., you really only have time for two, maybe three games on NBC that day outside of Notre Dame. And you know that Notre Dame is going to have a huge pregame. So, like, that takes some of the content into equation as well in terms of, you know, if NBC is putting on Notre Dame at 2.30 Central Time, they want to put on a Big 12 game before that at 11. Big 12 game is probably going to go long, Right, it's probably going to end up going till at least two thirty. Then you've got no pregame show right into Notre Dame. Then that game wraps up around you know let's say six. Then you can fit in a Big Twelve game around six, and then maybe if BYU is home, you could fit in a really late night game around nine thirty or ten. But that's uh, that's only if BYU is playing a home game. That's it. So where are you putting the rest of those games if you're NBC on your other channels? I, I don't know. I'm not seeing it be a great fit right now compared to CBS because they've got a sports network and they could use Paramount. Uh, they could use Paramount Plus. I mean, that all that they could do, and that makes a lot of sense. NBC, I don't know if they have the assets, so I'd be a little more nervous about it. But if NBC is going to pony up, they'll figure out a way to make it work. They'll figure out a way to promote it. They're not going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars and then be like, oh, yeah, we got nowhere to put the game. Sorry, uh, you know, follow it on your phone. Go to the NBC Sports app, and you can follow it play-by-play. Play. Like, that's not going to happen. They'll figure something out. 
So I'm very much open to it, but it's a very difficult uh, situation as well uh, for the Big 12 in picking the best landing spot. I'd be a little more hesitant to that. Whereas if CBS said we want to own the Big 12, we'll put a game on, we'll put multiple games on Big CBS, you know, since they're losing the SEC, put multiple games. You could put three games on Big CBS. You could put games on uh, CBS Sports Network, three games there. I mean, that that wraps up if you're a 12-team conference. Uh, you could utilize Paramount. You could utilize Paramount Plus, which I have because of Yellowstone and how great that show is. Uh, I, what did I try the other day? Um, the one with Jeremy Renner. Oh, what's the one with Jeremy Renner on Paramount? Why am I? Boy, I'm in a brain fart on a couple things. Oh, Mayor of Kingston, Kingstown. I got through one episode. It's all right. But I like Paramount Plus. They got a lot of good stuff going on there. So CBS is far more attractive to me. But uh, we'll see. There still is a lot of time left, and I really trust Brett Yormark here. I feel even uh, when Brett Yormark was hired or was announced to be the next Big 12 commissioner, I was like, all right, cool, good. He didn't really have any college experience. But then when the USC-UCLA news hit, I felt even better about Brett Yormark being the Big 12 commissioner because this guy is not going to be worried about pissing off his friends in college athletics He's not, not there to make sure people's feelings aren't hurt in the Pac-12 or anywhere else. He is there to get deals done. And there have been reports that, you know, he was meeting with uh, Phil Knight, Oregon, of course, super donor, mega donor, um, here in the last few days. And that is something that is a obviously big deal as we keep an eye on where this all goes from here. I don't know if the theoretical other Big 12 commissioner who was more of a college sports guy would have been meeting with Phil Knight Days after the USC-UCLA news broke, I think that Yormark's professional sports ties and his relationships help in getting meetings like that set and getting deals like that done. And I believe he's going to be incredibly aggressive, as he should be incredibly aggressive, moving forward in anything that happens on realignment for the Big 12 and do what is in the best interest of this league. No questions asked. And I'll leave you with this. There is a way for the Big 12 Conference to expand to 18 teams and still justify its name, the Big 12 Conference. Because if you were to drop somebody, you know, from outer space on the planet Earth or on into America, let's say, and explain college football conferences and the names, they'd be so confused. Wait, why does the Big 10 have 14 teams and they're growing to 16, but they're going to stay the Big 10? And why does the Big 12 have 10 teams, but it used to have 12, and then it's going to have 14, and then it's going to drop back down to 12. I don't get it. At least the Pac-12 changed its name to their credit. Not that I want the Big 12 name to change, I'm just saying. Um, if the Big 12 adds Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, Washington, and Oregon, the Big 12 would have 18 teams. So you're saying, Pete, how does the Big 12 name still make sense? Because with those teams, the Big 12 would represent 12 states. Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Iowa, West Virginia, Ohio, Florida, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, Washington, and Oregon. You could call it the Big 12 because it represents 12 teams, and it includes 12 teams. Novel concept, but pretty darn good. So how about that? All right. If there's reason to expand to 18 and take the quality leftovers from the Pac-12, 
you can keep your name. Not that it matters anymore. Big 12 could have 15 teams and it would still be the Big 12. But I'm just saying, if you want to make it easy on folks, you could still justify the name Big 12. So, yeah, there you go. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com is how you find us. Appreciate you being here. Go subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We so appreciate you guys helping us grow this site, this operation. You're doing it. We're producing the content, but you're making it happen, sharing it with friends and family, subscribing and leaving ratings and reviews. And that's why I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. When you leave me a rating and a review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great rest of the day, great rest of the week. We've got plenty more content coming your way, so hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.